Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast will definitely contain naughty words and spoilers. And welcome to Hayley Watches. Um, this episode was actually chosen by all of you for a change. Yeah, we had a little vote, didn't we? We did. And in, to honour, um, is it Sir Sean Connery, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was knighted. I'm pretty knighted, sure he was knighted, he? yeah. He so. sadly passed away a few weeks ago. He was ago a Sir now. to us anyway. Oh, I know. Um, we put up three films. Thank you all for not choosing the bastard film of... Nicholas Cage in it. So happy. It's literally over the moon. <laughs> like, thank God. <laughs> the only one on the list I haven't seen. I've never watched oh, so The happy. Rock. So. so that's great. Still um, haven't. So the winning film was Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. I knew nothing about this film. Not been much into Indiana Jones films. Other than going back to The Simpsons, as it seems to be like our ongoing thing. There's that beginning oh, no. bit when he like rocks down the stairs. <laughs> Oh yeah, when he's the boulder, Homer's <laughs> yeah. the boulder. Amazing. What's he stolen? What's Bart stolen? His change. His change, yeah. Brilliant. And his lucky red hat. That's awesome. Yeah, classic. Um, I've got a couple of things to say before we start though. Firstly, because when this is released, we'll be releasing another one till after the event. It's just to wish all our American listeners a happy Thanksgiving on the 26th. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, hope you have a day full of turkey-filled fun. Eat all the food, be merry, be thankful. There's lots to be thankful for. There is. We're not political, so let's carry on. (laughs) Happy whatever you do on Thanksgiving, because we don't don't really really know. know. No, Uh, just that you eat turkey. And if if you own friends, play football. Do you eat turkey for Thanksgiving and Christmas? That's a lot of turkey. Turkey double whammy. Mm. Double turkey. Double turkey. Double stuffed. (laughs) <laughs> and then we had another message on our, i know on our instagram page it was really really exciting um the listener wrote 
in to say that they listened to our Naked Gun episode and inspired them to watch it again. Excellent. So Can't I was have like, enough Naked Gun. That's awesome. But then all they could hear was my commentary, like as they were watching it. Oh, <laughs> no. So maybe we should change the beginning bit to like this podcast may contain naughty words spoilers and your future enjoyment of the film will be forever ruined because you'll just hear Hear me waffling yeah waffling in the background (laughs) as you watch with apparently my new tag on if i can't read my own writing so yeah yeah that's happening more and more more. more. i think i'm just getting more and more tired (laughs) everything that's going on just getting older and older um, so yeah, so we're bringing you this podcast in the middle of second lockdown in the UK. So apologies, we sound a bit tired and cranky. So this Indiana Jones film was released in 1989. God, is that 30 years ago now? 31 years ago now, isn't it? Yeah, 31. Jeepers. So a synopsis of the film is, um, the Nazis are closing in on the Holy Grail, but Indy's got a secret weapon, his dad. Sean Connery joins Harrison Ford for another adventure. That made me so joyful that Sean Connery was his dad. Yeah, you, you didn't even know, did you? I didn't you? even know. I was just over the moon. Also didn't know it was a Lucasfilm, didn't know it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Also, I think River Phoenix is a young Indy. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. It's River Phoenix, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So the film opens with a desert skate, which is Utah, 1912. Yeah. And there's like, I thought there were rangers on horses. And then (laughs) I was distracted by a layout of rocks, which looked like a dick and balls. Oh, God. (laughs) I was like, well, there might not be no boobies in this film, but there's definitely a penis. (laughs) So easily pleased, aren't you? In the form of a rock. Look like cockaboos. <laughs> uh, they're like all on horses. That's what I might say. I thought like, they might be rangers, but they're obviously not going to be the right, like the riders of Rohan. No, 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 no. No, that's oh god. Do 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 do. This one's going to be a strange episode. Um, <laughs> so they get to like this little rock bit like an entrance and the guy shouts dismount and they all get off and i was like oh okay they're scouts or something yeah some they're like young aren't they got the little yellow necker jeeps on and then like he goes off you go and all the kids run off and they're climbing into like all these caves and then um they stop at an opening and someone one of the kids there's two of them says what's that um and of course they sort of climb on in and they see a few men digging which I guess are treasure hunters or gate grave tomb robbers, raiders. something like that. Oh, they're tomb raiders, yeah, that's it. Um, so anyway, a man pulls out a cross and Indy's like, what are they doing? This is such an important artifact, it belongs in a museum. Could, like, Nerd! All, all teenage boys would <laughs> be can't. like, oh my god, look, that needs to be in a museum. No. Not like, whoa. They're hiding their We should steal that. They're hiding their sticky porn mags somewhere. Their mum won't find them. Hey, that should be in a museum. And his friend's like, yeah, great. Have you seen Readers and Wives this month? (laughs) I've still got that page tucked to my hand. Sean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Oh, Sean. yeah, I'm so sorry to this in tribute of you, and it's gone all kinds of wrong. 
<laughs> so anyways, um, he asked his friend to go get some help. And then he goes, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'll think of something. So um, he's like climbing up this wall. Or it wasn't a wall yet. He like gets the cross somehow. I was busy writing. All I saw was him escaping with the cross because he breaks some wood and they see him. And then he whistles for his trusty horse. This bit was just my kind of humour. So the horse like comes over the top and it runs down to the bottom of the ledge. And then he goes to jump down onto its back and the horse just fucks off. It's like, no, no thanks, mate. Like, no, you're right. Fuck off. So um, he's like riding away on his horse and then the cars are chasing him. Then you see a steam train. It's like a circus train, like almost like, do you know, like in Dumbo when you've got like, the giraffe's head sticking out the top yeah. and like a crocodile carriage and a lion carriage, like all that. Um, and he jumps onto the train, as does every other bad guy. And there's like the usual stupid chase, like across tumbling. Got and, run across the top yeah, of the train. All that sort all of that. thing. He then like falls into um, the reptile case, that carriage, and like falls in and there's like loads of snakes and there's like a crocodile or alligator. I'm not too sure what the difference is. And he falls into a crate of snakes and I was like, they're not even like the bad ones, they're just a load of little ones. And yeah. you're like, oh, but he's got a fear of snakes. And that's where it all started. Makes sense. Um, so he's like getting all these snakes off of him and then they get, he gets caught by one of the guys on the rhino carriage. They piss it off because a light falls on it. <laughs> and then the horn comes through. The horn starts coming through the roof And then it the comes carriage, through yeah. like a penis shot, like just between what? his legs. <laughs> and it just misses, oh, right. doesn't it? And he's oh, like, oh. I thought what you meant by penis shot then. But it's like the usual, it's obviously going to be close to his male part, isn't thought, it? Well, you were making some sort of penetration joke. No, I wasn't. It's just your standard every man cringing at the thought of it yeah. being so close to their meat and two veg. Or their rocks in the Utah desert. Oh, if those rocks are really there, I really want to go pay homage and pilgrimage to it. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going on a walk to some cock rocks. <laughs> By the way, this film's a PG. We have not made that PG. <laughs> Cock rocks and all. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, so they keep having, like, uh, running across the carriages, and then he meets the boss man, because he, like, jumps and swings around, and he lands in front of, like, the main guy who finds the cross. Yeah. They then have a fight, and he falls into um, the lion enclosure, where he gets a whip, and he, like, whips, and then he whips it again, but hits his own face. And, Which uh, is how because when he's older, he's got scar on his chin. Okay, that's so how that's they tie the, it in. That's the verb of the scar. Yeah, he grabs a cross and he gets pulled out and they have another little fight. And then a, like, a snake comes out of his sleeve, which could be the sequel to Snakes on a Plane. Snakes up your sleeve. Is there a snakes on a train? Oh, God, probably. I'm going to Google it. Um. Anyways, he then escapes via snake sleeve thing. And then runs down the thick train and they go like, oh, let's wait and see where he goes. Um, and then he hides in the box because, oh, come on, get out, kid. But he's disappeared basically through the bottom of the train and like runs off. So it's like magic. I was like, I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> the cut um, of his jib. Jib. What was it jib? Jib. Okay. I wrote jib. <laughs> <laughs> what 
so no one said the cut of his jib been about a hundred years. It's only because I watch Simpsons and you hear Mr. Ronnie Burns say it. I was like, yes. <laughs> so anyways, um, he runs home, tries to find his dad and he can't. Oh, he sees his dad. His dad won't talk to him. And then um, some guys turn up and basically the rightful owner won't press charges. Oh, it's a sheriff in it because his mate turns yeah, up with that trumpet. The scout trumpet. Yeah. So he's got like the sheriff, everybody, and they're like, oh, the rightful owner won't press charges. Turns out to be the bad guy. Um, and then you see the other guy who gives him the cross. So that's worth remembering. And then the bad guy, I'm doing like the air quote thing, said to Indy, you lost today, kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. And he gives him his hat. Then it's like the music cuts to Harrison Ford tied up to some boat like in the middle of a storm and he's like having a little smile and he's like punched in the face. <laughs> and then... It's not snakes on a boat though. No. no. He hasn't got any snakes up his sleeve this time. No tricks up his sleeve, snakes up his sleeve. Yeah, I know. This is going to be a good one. Sorry guys, if we lose you all, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so many puns already. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? Uh, so yeah. So he's got the cross again. Same cross. Yeah. And again, he uses the same argument. It belongs in a museum. Um, I think it turns out to be the same guy or something. I can't remember. It's the that. same limpy, yeah, big boss guy who wants the cross, isn't it? Um, so anyways, they have a bit of a fight. He managed to escape on another, or just jumps into the sea. Because the cross like, nearly washes away and all the big waves and all that sort it's, of stuff. It's quite funny because when they're having the fight and the boss is like, throw him into the sea. So he fights back to not be thrown into the sea. And then when he wins the fight, he, he just jumps. jumps in the sea. Yeah, love it. Don't throw That's me fun. in there. I'm jumping in there. <laughs> I'm only going of my own accord. Um, so you they... can't make me. <laughs> God forbid. Um, so then he sees some explosives on the boat. He swings off into the sea. The boat explodes. The boat's also, I saw the word Corona on it, which just made me feel like, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> if only that bastard thing would just blow up. But thank God there's like a little life ring, isn't there, that suddenly floats towards him. Yeah. It gets into yeah. like a life ring. It's not a door. Just a life ring. Not a door. Oh. I know, poor Jack. It was big enough for two. I think someone did some sort of scientific test on that to prove that it wouldn't have worked or something. They had too much time on their hands. Uh, so he then like looks like a chic, geeky professor in the next scene. He's yeah, got glasses underneath. And he's Just like a long professor, professor of archaeology, and he says like X never marks a spot. Oh, funny. Um, and then this man <laughs> comes in because it's funny later on. I was like, oh my god, okay, fine, whatever. Archaeologists aren't pirates, but fine. Um. <laughs> So then, like, this man turns up and he's like, we've got it, we've got it. And there's, like, all these girls swooning um, over him. I was just rolling my eyes. And they wanted, like, signatures and stuff. And then this other woman's coming complaining about how he's not caught up with all of his marking. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes into his office, shuts the door. Um, and... Then he sneaks out the window. Yeah. Like, like he sneaks this. out the window. Where there's three men waiting for him. And... Um, he says, like, oh, Miss Dr. Jones. And then they all surround him. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Can I, Dr. Jones? It's actually about him, that song, so I suppose I've got to allow it. It's not, is it? Is it? Yeah. I didn't... Oh, they're in the jungle, aren't they? In the video. Yeah. And they... 
dressed like Indiana Jones. Oh. <laughs> Who did you think it was about? I don't know. I just thought it came out about the same time as Witch Doctor remake, so I just kind of assumed it was all like about made up. It was people. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> just made up as like a guy called Doctor Jones because why not? Anyways, um, so he gets taken to a room, and there's a guy called Mister Donovan. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I've got this thing that might interest you, and it's like a stone that's kind of cut off at the top, and um, it gives a description about like um. A cup that holds the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a holy ground. It gives you the gift of youth. And he said, "That's what your father wanted." And so, basically, if it was intact, we could be able to find it. And it was found by three knights, 150 years after finding the Grail. And they had a manuscript of all the details, which a knight had given someone else. It was all written on a tablet, basically. Um, and well, then a book. It was the tab- in- yeah, the tablet, and then there was a book. Yeah, and- but something was buried with one of the knights that died Do in place. The book that was written from what the knight said. Do you think it was called A Knight's Tale? <gasps> well, he does effectively lance someone it, in the middle it, of this film, so... It, and that was a tale told by a knight about yeah. the Holy Grail. Was it like a reincarnate, or like an old... I can't think of a word. Do you know what I mean? Like a Heath Ledger, like years past, ago. Like a past life. Yeah. Could have been. See? Could have been. So they said, basically, they want him to complete this great quest to try and find out because the person who was running it has gone missing um, and they need him to go and pick up where he left off. And he said, basically, you've got the wrong Jones. I, I, you need my father. And he goes, that's the thing. It's your father that's disappeared. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so he goes to his father's house. It's been completely ransacked. And then he, like, suddenly remembers got his packet in his pocket and it's a, his father's diary of all the details and, like, his whole life's work. It's, it's grail journal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, so I must really want that badly. So then Donovan asks him if he believes in the grail and um, then, like, they have this bit of a deep conversation and he basically agrees to go. And um, Donovan's parting words when he like, gets to the airport to get on the plane is like, don't trust anybody. Mm. Mm. So um, then it's like the cla- <laughs> then there's like this classic moving map, isn't it, that you just love. Yeah, it's like, brilliant. Sat on a plane, Absolutely you see brilliant. it like plotting its route to like just wherever the it's map going. And then the red line and it's yeah. sort of superimposed over pictures of the places they're travelling through. It's so terribly good. It's amazing, isn't it? So they get to Venice and they're told to meet someone called Dr. Schneider, um, and who happens to be a very attractive blonde lady called mm. Elsa. So um, she's like, oh, you got your father's eyes. And he goes, oh, but I've got my mother's ears and the rest of me is all yours. Oh, my God. So smooth. It's really not. How it's dare like you. It's so, so old fashioned. It's set in like the what was it the nineteen forties? I know, but we've come a long way now. <laughs> God, actually, to be fair, we we'll probably still get those sort of comments, but never mind. Uh, anyways, so they basically this Doctor Elsa says that um, she was with his father in the library, and then she comes back from getting something, and he's gone. And then while she's trying to tell him all this information, he's trying to give her a flower, like put her in a jacket. I'd be like, get the fuck off me. I'm trying to have a conversation with you and all you're thinking about is with your other head and not your actual head. Like, can you just listen? It's like one of them, uh, the 
people who force the flowers on you when you go abroad on holiday. Go ten pounds. Force it into your pocket, and you're like, oh, thanks, yeah, uh, money. Give me money. I don't want the flower. Like, fuck off. <laughs> have the flower back. I don't want it. It's You're not having my money. Very aggressive. So that I was like, oh my God, I would be slapping his hand away going, right, do you know what? If you're going to be a twat, I'm not interested in doing this anymore. <laughs> Find your dad your fucking self, prick. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> Stop trying to brush my tit with your hand. Anyway. Um... <laughs> this is a bit from... Friends, and it really sticks the sticker on his chest. <laughs> I'll make sure it's on there. Good. Uh, it's like, well, that's the most sex I'm getting this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyways, um, so we walk into this library, which is where his father was before, and they, he goes, I've seen this window before, and it's in his dad's, like, diary. He opens up, it's like a proper old scrapbook, like serial killers have. Joe, like, in all those, like, films... Where it's like bits written all over the place and they've like licked and stuck down something from another book. So it looks like scrappy AF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> I've helped to get the hose again. <laughs> so when um, he's like reading through his diary and he said, Oh, the tomb's got to be here in the library. And he's given like a load of numbers and they're walking around looking at all the stuff. And then he, um, stops and goes up this spiral staircase and looks down. And there's a <laughs> fucking great big cross in the middle of the floor. I'm like how has no one else who's visited that library, not seen that and gone. That's a bit weird. Why is there a big X on the floor? Like it, People might have oh, issued as a though. Roman numeral. I don't wait, know. Though, Dr. Jones did say X doesn't mark the spot, so it can't mean anything. And he was like, X really does mark the spot. Yeah, great. Uh, so then there's like a really funny bit where he's like trying to smash the floor, but he times it when like the librarian guy's like hitting the books. So the guy thinks it's his stamper that's making this loud crunching noise. Just looking at it like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? So he just like puts it to one side whilst he continues to smash the floor in. Anyways, he lifts up a slab and the doctor's like, oh, load me in. So he like loads her into this like crypt, which is just full of bones and dust. And then, like, I don't understand what the hell was on the floor. It's like a load of water, because he, like, bashes through the wall, doesn't he? It's mm. like a wall bit. Um, oh, before that, actually, there's, like, a load of guys with fezzes on. Yeah. That come down the spiral staircase and whack the guy on the head and drag him away. Hey, they're foreign. They wear fezzes. Well, I just thought it might have been, like, the fez guys. Just, it was, like, their uniform. Might have been what? Fez guys. Yeah. What? That's what's been their uniform, like a secret society. <laughs> so their key piece is a fez. <laughs> I love the way you say. I just thought they were the fez guys, as if, as if that's like a real thing. Yeah, you know, you got FBI, CIA, fez guys. <laughs> totally normal. Just keep keep going. <laughs> what? Man in the fez. Anyways, yeah, so it's like all cobbledy and um, there's like skeletons everywhere. And he uses a bone from one of the skeletons and like dips it in the water with a rag on it and then sets it on fire. I'm like, that's full of petrol or something. Does he dip it in the water? He dips it in the water. Don't understand what that is. So then he gets through with his like rag and bone torch. And then um, there's like a shitload of rats like everywhere. Rats everywhere. Rats everywhere. 
Um, and they're like all down the walls and stuff. And then he has to like fireman carry her, of course. Um, so they get into like this other crypt. They got through the rat hole of hell. And um, she's like, oh, look at the artistry and all these lovely tombs. I'm like, well, look at the fact you're like waist deep in some unknown, disgusting water surrounded by rats. Like, that's... Isn't it beautiful? I don't really... Yeah, yeah I would I'm be... covered in rat shit. Can we not right now? I'd be thinking... We'll if, just get on with it. If any of that water gets in my mouth, I'm dead. Like, I'm going to have dysentery. I'm going to have like... <laughs> Probably some other hideous kind of uh, illness. If you drink that, be shitting through the eye of the needle. <laughs> Can we just get on shitting with it? Shitting your insides out. Anyways, um, they find the right skeleton inside who has a full shield. He gets super excited. He makes a rubbing of it. And um, basically you see the Fez guys. <laughs> I love that. It's like, quick, quick, give me a bit of tracing paper and a crayon. I've got to do a quick rubbing. In no one's pockets and they're waist deep in bastard water. <laughs> like, of course, you're going to have a dry piece of paper that you've kept where? Oh, hang on, I'll just get it out Indy, of my bra. Indy, this, the Fez guys are coming. The Fez guys are coming. Wait, wait, I must do a rubbing. <laughs> so yeah, so then you see one of the Fez guys at the door. They light um, a match, drop it in the water. And there's a massive fire. Kicks the old skeleton out of his home that he's been living in for God knows how many years. Yeah, real, just real him low out. move. Yeah, well, like, it's like, fuck it. Oh, thanks, Dead Knight, for giving us what we need now. Fuck off. <laughs> just flicks him out, tips a toy over. Get in that shitty water. <laughs> shitty water. Oh, you been in it, you can fucking go into Just get out. <sighs> so, yeah, so they upturn the tomb, get inside, so they've got a bit of air very clever and then he's like um oh i'm just waiting here and then he swims out and he finds an exit in the meantime the rats are all climbing in all up in her hair yeah they're like eating her hair aren't they yeah it's um so then he they managed to get out and they come right out of like a thing into like an eating area a drain yeah yeah um and then the first thing you're sat there having your lunch in venice like which apparently stinks. I don't know. I've been there. I've got no sense of smell, so I had no idea. Do you think that? But they're all sat around like having a lovely meal, and then a sewer opens, and people come out covered in shitty sewer water. Might have had rats up their sleeve. Might have had rats <laughs> up their sleeve. Snakes, dysentery. <laughs> Could have had bits of bone in her hair yeah. and shit. You just be like, what the fuck? is going on here I'm, i was gonna go on trip advisor and say uh it was nice till the drain opened <laughs> i just want to sit here in venice eat my spag bowl and have a nice time but no <laughs> now everything's covered in shitty water and rats <laughs> and these people fucking stink I've gone right off my knocky um so yeah so the fez guys see him and they run after them of course they all get into a boat one of the fez guys gets on the boat with them fighting shoes is that the right word? <laughs> I just want him to be shouting, stop, stop, it's the Fez guys. Stop, in the name of the Fez. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Fez. <laughs> Bad Fez. <laughs> oh, oh no, here come the Fez. <laughs> oh, what a cop show this would be. Fez guys. You never fire two guns with a fez on your head. (laughs) 
ever been in a high-speed bazooka of an affair. <laughs> and these guys have, and in boats. <laughs> so it's like you, you, you use your sort of uh, boat chase and they do like bumper boats. And <laughs> you look catching Dr. Jones in. It's <laughs> <laughs> just one doctor, actually. <laughs> Quick, carry on, because otherwise this might as well be the Hulk vs. episode. I wish I'd never seen that now, do you know? We could do that one, because I love that film. Anyways, um, there's like one bit where like they try to squeeze through the boats, one of there's like a horrendous, like, shocked face, and yeah, bumper boats, and they manage to get one guy on his own, and the boat's like heading in towards the propeller of another boat, and he's trying to like interrogate him poorly. And he said basically, because the secret of the Grail is being kept safe... It's not safe anymore. Basically, anyone who's looking for it's got to die. Um, at the hands of Fez. At the hands of the Fez. He says to the guy, they get him onto dry land. They give him a little bit more of an interrogation. He's like, well, why, why have you come for the cup of Christ? Because he's just not interested in the cup of Christ. He just wants to find his dad. So basically, that makes him then, I guess, a bit worthy. Um, they find out, they go back to like this room, like a hotel room or something. Uh, and they basically work out you need to go to a place called the City of Alexandra, which I think's not there anymore they've got to look for the can of the crescent moon um and that they suddenly go oh wait actually look in your dad's diary he's done a map who knew god jesus have you not looked for it i'll be trying to find out all these secrets like having a little nosy read through so basically he said oh your dad obviously knew everything he needed to do but he just didn't know where to begin so endy leaves the room and he goes into like, goes into his bedroom and finds that it's been overturned, goes into Elsa's room, like, the music's going and she's in the shower. And, of um, course. Of course she is. And then... Watching um, the Shirley Waller off. Yeah, exactly. There's an Indian dressing gown for, like, this entire scene I think well. he is, and, yeah. like, some sort of Hugh Hefner-type <laughs> velvet. Hideous. Crushed velour. Oh, God. Yeah, so, so he goes into his room. He threw me off then. He gets her out. So he says her room's been trashed. And they have a bit of an argument. And she's like, mm, yeah, give them a flower and they'll follow you anywhere. And like, it's just, then he just gives her the most disgusting kiss I've ever seen in my life. It's like hideous. And then... Um, yeah, this is strange, this bit. I just didn't enjoy like, it. how dare you kiss me? And then kisses him. It's just and like, he's like, stay away from me. I hate fast women and kisses her. You're like, what? So are you arguing or are you... Getting it on, like, what's happening? Like, why you, make a choice. Why are you doing just, both? Yeah, just looks ridiculous. Why are you so aggressively shouting at each other, but also doing really he, hot for each other? But they're not even kissing nicely. It wasn't even like... I didn't watch that and go, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched it was like, oh, but oh. Yeah, it's not, it's not a pleasant kiss, well, to, that, kiss to look at, no. They got another little travelling map. Yeah! To, I think it's at Salzburg. It's basically in... Um, Austria. The Austrian-German yep. border, yeah. Uh, which they said they're going to, like, it's just it's mentioned some sort of famous art collectors. Um, and they turn up at this address and she says, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I'll think of something. Standard indie line. Yeah. Uh, he, like, knocks on the door and the door opens like this butler guy and he does the most awful, awful Scottish accent. Do you know what he sounds like? He sounds like the bloke in Highlander. Ooh, I love that film for years. Who's like, when you watch it, he's supposed to be Scottish. He starts off trying oh. to do a Scottish accent. And then you can tell all the way through, he's just like, can we just get to the bit in the future where I've 
not been in Scotland for a long time and I can drop the Scottish accent because it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my God. It was, I was literally watching it and I was cringing. I was like, why, why make him do it? Yeah. Oh, Harrison. Yeah, not good. Not good. Um, and he like basically has a discussion with the butler about trying to look at some pieces and he's like trying to get rid of him. So then he punches him in the face. They sneak through to look into a room and the room is full of Nazis. And I was like, when was this even set? I couldn't work out if it was like future Nazis. And I nearly asked you like, why are they using Nazis? And future like, Nazis. Yeah, as in like. <laughs> why do you sound like you're, you're in an episode of Mighty Boosh? Future, future Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> Yeah, the future sailor. But I stopped myself from asking you that stupid question because it got answered later on. And I was like, okay, we're in the 40s. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's lots of Nazis. He's like, Nazis, I hate these guys. <laughs> yeah, think... Everyone watching is like, so do we, Indy. Yeah, so do we. They're bad guys. Uh, and he said, basically, they go to try and find the room that, uh, I don't know what they're looking for now, his dad, I guess. Yeah. And he says, oh, it's in here. <laughs> I don't know if I can remember it or something else now. Looking for whatever they're looking for. The, the skeleton, dad. the dad, the shield. S- some more the grail. trace paper. I trace don't know. paper, rubbins. <laughs> so out of graph paper. It's unreal. <laughs> New dressing gowns. Uh, some just... more shitty water. <laughs> um, some more feathers. Um, so they... <laughs> Yeah, they said, oh, how do, she said to basically Indy, how do you notice this room? He goes, oh, because it's wired. Uh, duh. <laughs> Yeah, because there's a fucking alarm on it. Jesus. Obviously something good's in there. So he climbs out of the window, uses his trusty whip around something, swings in, kicks in the window. Love an indie whip swing. Yeah, standard. Can't be me. Uh, then he like does like a superhero landing And then gets smacked on the head with like a vase. I was like, who the fuck is that? And he's like, Junior, what are you doing here? And then you see him for the first time. Sean. He looks wonderful with a beard. He looks so good in this film. Does he? Balding. Yeah. As well in this film. I just like, he looked really friendly. I liked him. Um, So he obviously has this whole thing going, he hates being called Junior. Um, And then his dad's like going on about how he could never forgive himself for breaking the vase. And he looks and he goes, oh, it's fine. It's a fake. Yeah. I'm like... Oh, Literally um, couldn't give a shit, he's just caved Indy's head in with it. Like, like then I felt like a massive shift in the film when I went from being like, this is going to be a hideous kind of awful chap line to this blonde bird to like, actually, I think I'm going to be all right now because this was like really good. So anyways, so they said about how we found the tor- tomb. We saw you found the tomb of St. Richard. He's like, uh, yeah, good, yeah. Found the shield and is in Alexandra. He's like, oh, of course. Um, he's like, Junior, you did it. And he's basically doing that for like 40 odd years. And then Indy's saying to him, there were rats, like big rats. Yeah, yeah it's very dangerous, doesn't it? Yeah. He's like, oh. And um, and basically his dad explains that Nazis want the book. Then of course, Nazis come in with their guns. And he says about um, how Indy's there. He goes, oh, he wouldn't be stupid enough to bring the book with him. <laughs> he's got it in his pocket. Yeah. And then they have like this big argument. And then I mailed it to you. Yeah. Get a bit away from these gods and you brought it back. Just ridiculous. Brilliant. So then um, he grabs a gun and kills some people and he's like, don't call me Junior. And he's like, oh, what have you done? Anyways, they run outside. They find Elsa with a gun to her head. And um, he's like, I wouldn't listen to her. Like, I don't trust her or anything. Yeah, don't trust her. She's one of them. 
Yeah. Mm, so um, then she's like, oh, please help me, please help me. So he like throws the gun away and she comes up to him and she's like, I'm so sorry. And then takes a diary out of his book and then she's like, you should listen to your father. I'll be like, that is for that stupid flower when I was trying yeah. to talk to you seriously and that hideous kiss that did nothing for me. I was other thinking than about being a Nazi, but then you gave me that shit flower and whatever that kiss was and that pushed me over the edge. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to help Hitler. I'm yeah. all over that. Um, I can't have another kiss like that. No. <laughs> so uh, she then, they then tied up and he says, like, how did you know that she was a Nazi? And he was like, she talks in her sleep. Oh, daddy went there. So it's like this whole ongoing thing of like, did him and Elsa, you know, get it on. So then you see Walter Donovan again. And he's like, I told you, you can't trust anybody. Oh, there's a twisty. Big old twisty. <laughs> so um anyways she gets a book off him flicks through it there's no map the map's missing and he said basically that he sent it to marcus and he's like why have you sent it to marcus he's useless which we do find out later on he really is and he really oversells him doesn't he though to the nazi yeah he speaks all these languages and he's got a two-day head start and he knows so much she's got and yeah, Sean Connery's like, oh, does he really know that? And Andy's like, no. No, no, he doesn't He's at all. He's fucking terrible. So there's like another man in the me- fez that you see. and um, You nearly said man in the mirror, didn't you? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so when she's leaving, they do like this awful kissing. It's just how we say goodbye in whatever, like in Austria. How we say goodbye in Austria with a shit kiss. Yeah. And, and then, then the Nazi comes over and punches him in the face. He's yeah. like, this is how we say goodbye in Germany. So that's hilarious. And he's like, oh, I prefer the Austrian way. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Of course you do. Uh, so yeah, so then it cuts to, I think, then you see the, the guy, um, Marcus, who meets a guy who's wearing a fez, is where I got to. And then they see another guy who comes up to him. He says he's from the museum. Yeah. And he says, oh, I need your papers. And, and then like, they... There's, there's not a museum here, run. Yeah. Run, Marcus, run. So they run. run away, and then he's like, here, get in, go in this door, which happens to be Laurie. And I'm like, <laughs> well done. <laughs> really? Quick, in the shot. Oh, fuck. It's done. It's like Laurie, they've driven off. Oh, so yeah. Um, oh, I've actually jumped ahead. So that, that bit happens before the awful kiss, and then they go, and when they leave, he has a lighter, which I try and burn through the ropes. And then Sean Connery drops it on the floor and like blows on it and starts a fire. <laughs> so, How strong is his blow? He's I don't like, know. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> so then they're like on the chairs trying to jump away. So this thing goes like Dad, like that all the time. It's hilarious. Um, so then they like get to a fireplace, accidentally hit like a secret lever, pull the lever, crunk, and um, then it spins around. But it does like a free. Have you never seen Emperor's New Groove? I have, but that's just brilliant. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> and they hit a secret lever. Pull the lever, crunk. And then it spins around. <laughs> like, there was no pause for thought at all. You've been planning that one. I hadn't there. actually. No, it just came to my in. head. I went for Yzma. So it does like a full 360, but as you come around the other side. Full of Nazis. Full of Nazis. And then it Obviously. goes around again. And um, so they hit it again and stop. And then she's like talking to somebody and then she reminds me of the one in um, Austin Powers 
Joe yeah, like yeah. Fro- I can't what her name Fra- is. Yeah, I can't remember either. Just like she talks like not because she smiles at him, doesn't she? She's yeah. Like, oh, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone leaps up with their guns. <laughs> so they're like trying to shoot them and then they press the lever, lever, lever go around again. Uh, basically somehow stop it so that it's half and half. So then they, all the soldiers go into the like fire room and they're left in there with the woman. I think they like knock her out or something. Um, they then escape and... Down a secret staircase. staircase that Sean Connery sits in the chair and opens it. And he's really? like... I have to find if I ever sit down, things yeah. present themselves. Yeah, and of course they do. And it goes out. Yeah, Off they go. Like there you that. go. Because I'm so cool. Um, they see loads of boats, and he's like, we're not travelling by boats. He lets one go, so it's like they've gone on that. The Nazis come running out, all jump in a boat. They go off onto the water. They come out of some crate on a like bike and sidecar. Brilliant. Which is amazing. Classic. He's like holding on for dear life, Sean Connery. Like yeah, he's terrified. It's like his umbrella terrified. and everything. Um, so they grab like this. There's like loads of little bits that happen. It's like um, bike chase, isn't there? Yeah. And like one you of the bits the one is he that, takes one of the Nazis chases him by doing a wheelie. Yeah, and he's like, and then his wheel, oh, his wheel goes on the back, back of the bike, and it doesn't it? And you're like, oh, get off. So he like and that's when he jousts someone. He grabs a stick it's got a flag and, and like jousts, yeah, it. and jousts them. And then he's got a bit left where he shoves, shoves into the, in wheel. the wheel. So that's that done. So that's the final bit. Um, then he's talking about how um, they have. He needs to get the diary back because there's basically three final challenges, like booby traps, and he's written that's them all down. Booby the traps. <laughs> they um, he's written them all down, but he can't remember them, and. Basically, that Indy's like, all you care about is the Grail. And he's like, well, yeah, of course. And Marcus would agree. Um, he says it's basically a race against evil. Because if the Nazis get it, then it'll be like an army of darkness or something. Mm. Um, so they get to like a signpost. It's got one way Venice, one way Berlin. And you're like, well, which way is he going to go? Obviously to Berlin. So you see all the Nazis like marching. You see them burning all the books. You suddenly see Indy dressed up as um, in like military uniform. His dad's like, oh, we're like pilgrims in an unholy land. Great. Brilliant. So you see them, like, kind of them burning all the books. You see Elsa standing there crying. And, um... I'm really confused. Are we supposed to not like her because she's a Nazi and also has, like, betrayed them both? Don't all I see... But then they're like, oh, she's a Nazi who doesn't like book burning, so let's feel a bit sorry for her. And also Indy does kind of like her. And you're like, she's still a Nazi. I like, kind of felt nothing for her. She no. was a really nothing character. Yeah, you're like, you're trying, try, they're trying to make her a bit sympathetic and you're like, ah, Nazi doesn't like book burning. Yeah. It's like, I Great. kind of didn't care about her when she, I saw her on the screen first time around. I was like... Still a fucking Nazi. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. Nazis, I hate these guys. <laughs> so uh, he says, oh, hello, doctor, where where is it? As in the book. And she's like, oh, you've come back to get the book and not for me. And he's like, obviously. Obviously, um, you just... Left us tied up in a castle yeah. full of Nazis. So, um, of which you are one. He prick. gets the book off her. She's, he's like, oh, all I've got to do is squeeze. He's got around the neck. She's like, all I've got to do is scream. And he just basically just leaves her there. Finds his dad. And then they get caught up in a crowd that's pushing them somewhere. And I'm like, oh my God. And basically, he's sitting there holding his book and he ends up in front of Hitler, who takes the book off him and then just signs it and just walks off. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> isn't like, it? It's so, so weird. Random. 
Because he like he full on opens the book. He's like looking at it. It's got stuff to do with the Holy Grail. And all right, yeah, you must want me to sign this. Obviously, fucking Nazis. <sighs> so then we're at the airport, and they said they basically got the first flight out of Germany, which happened to be a blimp. Hey there, blimpy boy, flying through the air so fancy free. Do anything to get a Simpsons reference in, won't you? It's because there's some classics. Uh, anyway, and then you see like some the main sort of, I don't know if it's like a general or something, a load of people running towards a blimp and they're all checking the passengers, showing leaflets. So Indy goes around and gets one of the like, guys that works on the blimp's uniform. He's asking to check tickets. They basically find his dad and they're like, a bit of recognition, like, oh, I need to come with me or whatever. Then Indy says to him, can I check your tickets, please? Have a bit of a fight. He punches him in the face. Throws, throws him out the fucking window. Throws him out the window. And everyone looks at him. He's like, he didn't have, his, he didn't show me his tickets. So they'll get their tickets out. Well, so he lands on like loads of luggage when he goes out hurrying. the window. Lands on all this luggage. And then the blimp takes off. People's luggage? They're not taking their <laughs> shit. No, just no, leave that there. That is. I believe so. I had a case. <laughs> Pretty sure I did. So then they're like having a heart to heart on the blimp. It was like a classic one. It was like, oh, you left home when you started to get interesting. Pretty harsh. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, you just wanted to talk to him. It's like, what do you want to talk about? It's like, I can't think of anything. So they're like, well, we've got work to do. So um, he looks out the window and they notice the blimp's turning around. So they have to get off and they go underneath the blimp to like this plane. And um, he's like, I didn't know you could fly a plane. And Indy's like, fly, yes, land, no. Setting up right there. Yeah, I was like, I would... Mm, I'll stand the blimp, mate. Yeah, I'll just fucking take my risk. <laughs> so, um, office in a plane, and then, of course, there's going to be a plane fight chase, and they're, like, doing shooting. Plane fight chase. A bit of everything. Dog fight. Yeah. It's a dog fight. I know it's called a dog fight, but... You like plane fight chase. Yeah, sounds more interesting. <laughs> sounds like another film. I'm trying to think of like another film that's kind of got similar. A spin-off from Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. From the people who brought you Snakes on a Plane comes Plane Fight Chase. <laughs> if I make that film, I need some money from that because that's my idea. Um, so now. basically his dad has to do all the shooting. He shoots the own plane. Shoots the own plane. Yeah, I love that bit. I was literally about to say to you, if he turns that gun round, it'd be pointed at the tail of their own plane. And just before I could say it, he shoots off the end of their own plane. Amazing. That's some Prosecco then to wet my whistle. Um, so yeah, so he shoots their own plane and they're going down. He goes, oh, unfortunately they hit us. Uh, they land in like a load of goats, really. Like a field of goats. Yeah, like that Sean Connery's like, ah, oh, sorry, they got us. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly what I would say. Ah, uh-huh. oh, bollocks. Um, a little ladder goats. Ladder goats. <laughs> oh, you ladder goat. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then there's more planes chasing them and... Um, more plane fight chase. More plane fight chase. He's like, I think I'm trying to kill us. Yeah, I think they probably are. So then they, like, get in a car, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's an old man fixing a car. He a car. And he, they steal it. They're driving and they go for, like, this cave or something, like a long cave. A tunnel. And um, the plane goes next to them because lost its wheels. Uh, wing? Wheels? It's crashes. wings. Yeah, it crashes it? into yeah. the tunnel, doesn't it? Loses its wings, skids along, overtakes them. Like looking at each other. And like it explodes. That, how that tunnel suddenly is wide enough for the plane and the car. Yeah. Who, Who knows? knows? Explodes, big ball of flame, the car just drives 
through yeah. with no issues whatsoever. whatsoever. Uh, and then they end up on the beach and uh, you see another plane coming towards them. And he's like, you suddenly see Sean Connery has an idea. And he get, basically gets his umbrella and he's opening it up and chasing all the seagulls. And they all fly into the plane. And it crashes yeah, into the propeller. Fucking... That's really all? You could do that? I suppose, yeah. Jet planes, their engines explode if they suck birds in. Why would you tell me that? Yeah, that was a bad idea. You shouldn't have said that. It's not true. It's just a film. Wait, they have four, don't they? They have four jets. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Okay, cool. Next time you ever go on holiday abroad, I'll be asking how many phalanges there are. <laughs> how many phalanges are there? <laughs> so um, they basically end up at the Republic of ha- Haiti. Haiti? I don't know how you pronounce it. Haiti. Yeah, but isn't Haiti like another place? I don't know. It's spelled H-A-T-E-Y. Yeah, Hattie. Yeah, something like that. I should have probably looked this up before I did this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like... The story of this podcast. Oh my God. Do your research. Um, so they're talking about basically the map and um, the bad guy Donovan is there. We're talking to like the king of that country, asking permission to be like there and digging and stuff basically bribing him with that is crate full of goodies and um he goes oh you can have anything you want you've got like this rolls royce phantom 2 like amazing is it decked out with diamantes swarovski crystals yeah Did they have them back then uh and then he's like basically giving almost a transport transport and stuff like even a tank amazing so that's when elsa comes in and tells them that uh the two joneses have escaped and that they don't have much time. So then they have... Oh, so they get told by the guy in affairs that they've taken Mr. Brody, who is Marcus, into the desert. So he tells that to Indy and his dad. Yeah. So they have to head off into the, the uh, desert. And then it's when you see, like, this absolutely fucking huge tank, like, in the desert with all the Nazis. Like, it's huge. And um, he... Basically, Marcus is with them, and this Donovan's like, "Oh, do you want to drink, Marcus?" He's like, "I'd rather spit in your face." <laughs> so, no <posh>. thanks. <laughs> so polite about it, isn't he? Uh, so he said basically that um, he, you can see Indy and the dad and the first man are hiding in the rocks, and Indy's like looking down, and he's talking about the range on the. Um, and the gun size on the tank. He's just like, get out, because, you know, you, you could be shot. And obviously they are. But they can't see them. So they're like, oh, he could be up there, but we're not too sure. And then they all start getting shot at. Um, and they see one of the guys. They all start shooting back. And one of the guys is, like, kind of still alive. And he says that he's sending a message from God about the unworthy. And then, like, the man dies. Um in the meantime, the dad has got into the tank to talk to Marcus and they're like having a little natter. And the German soldiers get in and search him. And of course he has the book. Of course. Ridiculous. They're just like desperate to give it back all the way through. I know, it's crazy. Give us the book. Here's the book. Give us the book. Here's the book. So um, then they see Indy's got the horse because they're saying basically that he doesn't want any, he doesn't want the camels he wants horses so you see him riding off and obviously the tank chases after the him and the horse and they're trying to shoot him with the massive tank on a horse as you do tank um, versus horse yeah poor fucking horse yeah I felt sorry for the horse much. so he must have been terrified 
running his little arse just... off and he's like, yeah. fuck me. It's like, oh shit, it's all exploding. Uh, so he basically runs around. Yeah. He runs around like a full circle and the tank's like following him round and basically crashes into a load of other vehicles. And then, yeah, it's just driving around with all of these like bloody like cars on it isn't it like the trucks and jeeps yeah, wedges a rock into one of the guns yeah he does expose them to it but then he likes having a fight up the top with the soldiers and there's three of them in a line and he shoots them and the, <laughs> the bullet goes through all three of them and i was like oh bad deadpool oh good deadpool <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, so yeah so connery's like um, looking through, look, uh, looking at his gun, so that he's like trying to get away from this guy. While the other soldiers are, uh, soldiers are looking through the little peaky periscope. Is it a periscope? Yeah. So when they look, they look up. They push it up and look, and it's basically like looking straight at Harrison Ford's cock area. Cock area. And then like he ends up like jumping up and he goes like face into it. He's like, <laughs> I was like, I would have been like, oh man, like you know, I'm looking at his crotch area. Let's just look away from that. Anyways, I think there's like a bit more of a fight. And doesn't his dad like get the soldier in the eye with ink? Or something, yeah. And then the guy's like, Marcus is like, oh, it shows you that the pen is mightier than the sword. sword. And I'm like, oh God, mm. hideous. So there's like a bit of a Lion King moment between Indy and the man, like the main officer bloke. And he's like trying to stamp on his feet, fingers. Yeah. And then um, it's like basically Indy's near to a wall. And then it's like quite close I don't know, like edge thing. I don't know, a like cliff. a trench. Yeah. No, but it's not a cliff yet, is it? It's like a gap in the oh, yeah, stones. Yeah. And it's like getting closer and closer. And it's supposed to be quite tense. So like by this point, I'm just like getting really, really bored. It's a really long fight. <laughs> with like a, I'm like, oh my God, just fucking kill them all and get over with. It's just ridiculous. Oh God. So what you're saying is you love the action. I just get so bored of it after a little while. Anyways, eventually the whole... Definitely got to pick an action film next then. Oh, God. (sighs) So, yeah, basically he ends up... There's like a bit of a class... The music changes, basically. He's looking a bit tense, looking like he's going to lose. The music changes. Then he, like, obviously is kicking some ass. So that's great. Uh, And then, um, yeah, basically the whole thing just goes over the edge of the cliff. And you think... The general lead guy, whoever it was, is there. You think Indy's dead, and everyone's looking over the um, edge of the cliff. He's like, "Oh, you know, I didn't. I just got back. Just got to see him, and I think I've lost him. All that sort of things." Then away from them, you then see Indy climbing up the the cliff, yeah. and he like walks towards them, and he's like yeah. looking down, stood behind them, looking over with them, like, "What, what are we what? looking at? What are we looking at?" So then, like, he goes, "Oh, my boy, I thought I lost you." It was a bit of a moment. I was like, "Oh." You know, you know, you're crying, you know. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, why are you resting? We've got work to do. Like, you have a bit in. of a moment. They all fuck off. Indy sat down knackered and he's like, there's no time to rest. We've got to go. Yeah, like, like, come on. What? Um, so then you see the bad guys and you see the, like, this, the, the, ca- the cannon crescent moon, which is obviously in the shape of a moon. Crescent canyon. Yeah. Like crescent moon. Wasn't really that exciting. They could have like a star shape next to it or something. I don't know. They could have made it a bit more impressive. <sighs> so they're already there. I mean, as far as as far as canyons go, six out of ten. Yeah, Seen could better. have been better. Hasn't got like a hasn't got a dick and balls stone near it. There's no cockrocks in it. It's a shit canyon. Where's the cockrocks? 
So you see them there and you think, of course, they're already there. But it goes down into the canyon. And obviously on horseback, there's Indianese gang. It's like, oh, obviously they're pros. I got there first. No, they get into the place and basically the bad guys are already there and they're getting volunteers to go through the first challenge which is like all cobwebby and you get like a bit of gust of a well like this guy's creeping through it and then he shows you a body with no head i'm like oh my god obviously gonna lose your head then you like see all the cobwebs a bit of like a breeze comes through actually joe it weirdly made me think again going a little bit back to lord of the rings joe and like the what's the third one called return of the king. king when he goes to see the ghost men well creepy or the big spider bit. Spider. spider. <laughs> God. spider. Maybe I should lay off the Prosecco. Um, a, I thought it was just a Sean Connery impression. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Like my martini oh, sugar not stirred. That's a big spider. <laughs> John Yarr, that's a big spider, that. It's the worst impression of all time. Yeah, my God, I might be out there with his Scottish accent. Or his <laughs> Spanish when he was in... Um, Oh, Sean, Sean didn't do accents. No, he didn't, because he was Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh, you want about in Highlander? Yeah. He, play, he plays a Spaniard who works in Egypt. <laughs> and he's got a Scottish accent. Amazing. And the main character is Scottish and doesn't have a Scottish <laughs> accent. <laughs> Hang on, you could have swapped them two round. So confused. Um, so basically, the guy's creeping through, sees a headless colleague or chum or whoever it was. You see a gust of wind and then this, like... Big blade comes on, cuts his head off, and his head you like don't rolls. You don't see the blade yet, though, do you? you don't see oh, the I thought you saw there. something. Or was it his you sword? You see the gust of wind, and then you just see his head roll backwards, backwards. towards everyone. And they're like, next volunteer. <laughs> oh, I'd be jumping for the chance. <gasps> oh, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'd prefer to be legless as in drunk, but uh, that'd be great. Um, so, of course, they then get found and um, they get taken over to Donovan, and he's like, has a gun pointed to them and Indy's like, well, what's the point of shooting me? He goes, oh, good point. Shoots his dad. Bit of a shocker. Yeah. And he's like, he the, the only way you can get him, heal him is by getting the grail. So now he has no choice but to go and do these three tasks. So he's obviously got his dad's trusty diary. Whilst his dad's laying on the floor, he's like talking through the things as well. Yeah. So he has to be a penitent man to pass. He does. I was like, I one. have no idea what penitent means. They do describe it for you. So for anyone who's sitting watching this film going, the fuck does that word even mean? It does tell you. So basically it's um, a humble before God. So it's basically kneels before God. So he has to drop. So that does this dramatic drop and roll as like one blade goes over his head and then one comes underneath. It's the roll that gets me. Like he works it out, kneel before God, kneel, blade comes out, misses his head. But he also kneels and then instantly rolls as another blade comes out from nowhere. And you're like, the kneeling you explained, you work that out. Yeah. Fine. Where did the roll come into it? Yeah. How do you know? How do you know that bit? Kneel and roll. Kneel and roll. Um. So he's like, I made it. And his dad's like, no, no, you haven't. Um. I was so proud of myself on this bit. You were. You were proud of yourself. I, just, I was joking because I was thinking about Life of Brian. But it turns out Life of Brian taught me much. I think. More historically accurate than you thought. <laughs> so um, that's all done. Then he gets to the bit, which is basically the footsteps of God. And you've got a pave, like loads of little bits that have got letters on it. Oh, stones of writing on, yeah. Yeah. And he goes to spell out the word of God. and The name of God. name of God. It's Jehovah. Yeah. But in Latin, it starts with an I. So obviously he steps on the J because he's a cocky shit. Falls through it. Falls through it. 
gets back up and then goes, um. <laughs> Sorts of an eye. So it does that. So that's great. And then it's n- next one's um, taking the leap from the lion's head or something. So basically it's like a leap of faith. A leap of faith, yeah. So he like, this bit, I was like, I think I've got an idea of what it could be, but I'll be intrigued to see how they do it. So he like puts his leg out and then falls onto this rock, which when you look at it, like direct on, you can't yeah, see. So it looks like a massive chasm, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, there's nothing there, but it's perspective. Yeah. There's actually a walkway, but it from where you're standing. You can't see you it. You can't see it. It looks like the wall the other side. Yeah. It's actually right in front of you and you could just walk across. I forgot to say, well, in the meantime, he's like stopping stuff from happening so Elsa and Donovan can get through. So he like chucks a bit of sand at the other end. He walks in and there's a fucking night there. Just chilling. I was like, just oh my there. God, he's been there for like 700 years. He tries to have a little fight with him, but then like falls over because he's... He like swings his sword and he's like, well, that's me out. I'm done. Here's my sword. Kill me. Yeah. You take <laughs> over. Like, no, you're all right. So then like... He says something to him, he goes, oh, I haven't got time to explain. And Donovan and then Elsa come in and there's like a shit ton of like cups. Loads of them. Different Loads shapes, different types of metal, some bejeweled, some in like bossed or whatever. So there's like a, a little fountain or thing of urn of water. I don't know how we could Looks describe like it. Looks like a font from a church. That's it, a font. That's what I was looking yeah. for. With some water like in holy it. water. Um, and he says, basically, you have to choose wisely of the cup because one will give you life and one will take away. So Elsa says to Donovan, I'll pick you one. Yeah, I know what I'm and doing. And the trusting twat is like, yeah, come on then. The bloke whose main thing at the start of the film was don't trust anyone. Immediately. Because I honestly minute thought... you trust someone. I thought he was going to make her drink it because that's what I thought... Surely he's not going to drink that. That's yeah. ridiculous. So she gives him like this kind of bejeweled one. He goes, oh, of course, this would be the, the Holy Grail, bejeweled and beautiful. So he like t- dips it into the font, drinks it, fine for a minute, then obviously dies. And it's like, <laughs> he's like aging really quickly. He like grabs hold of her. Yeah. He's like right in her face screaming. He goes behind him. You see his hair all grow out and grow white. And then he, and like, then he yeah. just basically decomposes in front of her face. And, and she's like, like Whoa. I was like, do you know what? I still don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally don't thinking, care. It should have been you. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So uh, then he says, basically, he'll choose one. And he goes, this looks like the cup of a carpenter. And then I thought about it. I was like, obviously, yeah, of course. It's like this really plain, I don't know what kind of, if it's metal just, or just like wood or something. Yeah. yeah, it's just a plain cup. Right, now this bit made me die. Because I would I'd still be a bit tentative. But he like scoops it up, right in there, just he? drinks it. It's going all over his like, front. Like I'm like, mate, it. you look like a pig. Like, chill out. <laughs> all right, fucking first now, are we? <laughs> Choose us. Long day, is it? So yeah, so he drinks it all over himself, and then obviously nothing happens. Happy days, and then the the 700 year old knight who has guarded that, those cups for the whole time is like, don't take it past the seal. Yeah, just you know, the seal outside. Just don't. Go past that, you'd be alright. Yeah. So um he gets gets a cup of water, runs back through again and gives it to his dad. Dad absolutely fine. Pulls it on his cup of wound and it washes away, yeah. didn't it? And so he's it's healed. All fine. Loads then better. the cup rolls away and then Elsa grabs it and she's like, We've got it. We've got it, Indy, we've done it. And he's like, Elsa, no, don't take it past the seal. Obviously, Obviously does. does. So the whole place starts crumbling and then you see old knight in the corner and he's just stood there watching what he's lived in for 700 years crumble away in front of his eyes. 
obviously you've got the whole cut rolling away. Um, she's sliding around to try and get it. The ground opens yeah. up. Yeah. So he goes to grab her and she's still trying to reach the cup. And he's like, let it go, let it go. Obviously she can't. Her glove slides off. Down she falls into some sort of pit. Just a pit of nothing. Yeah. Goner. I'm like, again, I'm like, meh, you know, whatever. They're your life choices. Um, <laughs> you kind of deserve that. So then he, Indy, slides down and so his dad tries to get him and he says, like, I can get it, I can reach the cup. I was like, thing. you've just fucking yeah. watched her die. What about? Leave the cup alone. He's and he's like, Junior, like, let it go. Let it go. Oh, let God. it go. Fuck. <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably really flat. You're welcome. Uh, so, yeah, that's it, basically. What can I say except you're, you're welcome? welcome. <laughs> the eyes I pull from the sea. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so that's that. So the, the play disappears, the knight does some weird salute thing, and um, that's that. So they all get out, and then they're sort of like chatting around chatting, aren't they? And this is when you find out about his name. So he's Henry... Henry Jones Jr. Because the guy says, what's with all the junior stuff? And yeah. That's his name, Henry Jones Jr. But he's basically, uh, he, he said, said, I preferred I, Indiana. I prefer Indiana. And Sean Connery says, Indiana was the dog. Yeah. What we call and so the they dog. all laugh. And they were laughing. Oh, oh, oh. You're named after a dog. <laughs> then they literally ride off into sunset. Literally ride off, yeah. Yeah. The useless guy goes first by accident. Yeah. And then it, and then you see like Indy doing his dramatic riding off. Great bit of music. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and that's that. What a film. I really, yeah, actually really enjoyed it. Apart from the really long tank bit, which I got a bit bored of. Yeah. Like you said, it really is like a Sunday afternoon film. Proper Sunday film, isn't it? Where you just sit there and you haven't really got... Unlike me this time, I have to pay attention to it. Um, you haven't really got to pay attention. You it's can not just a great sort of enjoy deal of plot, it. No. It's the Holy Grail. I it. do think Sean Connery and Harrison Ford were a good combo. Yeah, I did really team. enjoy them. Great team. They worked really well and they were hilarious. And actually kind of believable as father and son. Like I felt like it was quite, you know, quite good. Um... I gave it a four out of five. Nice. I wouldn't. My, I was considering a five because I did really enjoy it, but I thought actually, Joe, realistically, I'm never going to watch it again. Unlike like Nightmare on Elm Street, I will watch that again. With this one, I think it'd be more likely when the boys are bigger, and I have to sit there and watch it with them. I'll probably watch it again, but yeah, I'm like, not right, a passage. Not yeah, I'm the not Jones films. Yeah. The first ones, not oh. the weird one with the aliens. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Don't you watch that. Much. I'm not watching that it's one. It's got Shia LaBeouf. <gasps> oh, the new... Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody run from Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> it's a really singy one. We should call this the musical episode. Um, so, yeah, I, I think my one word review for it would be jovial. Jovial. I like that. That's a good word. Yeah. Jehovah. Jehovah. <laughs> um, so, what's happening next one, then? I'm going to let you pick. Let me of, pick? Sort of. Okay. From... A selection. Okay. It's either a Western Ugh. or a Keanu Reeves film. That's your first choice. You got Ooh, to make. What now? Yeah. Right now. Keanu Reeves. Right. Now you got to pick from two Keanu Reeves films that I know you ain't seen. Okay. You can go young Keanu and watch Speed. Ooh. Or we could go old Keanu 
and watch John Wick. Oh my God, John Wick. I've John heard Wick such then. good things about John Wick. Literally just saying about, oh, you found the action bit boring and now we're going to watch an action film. But it's it's Keanu Reeves. I love him. I absolutely love him. I reckon I'm going to go out on a limb and say, John Wick, you'll give five out of five. I probably will, just because I absolutely love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like, the film was shit, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not shit. Oh, no, amazing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, there we go then, guys. We've got a little Keanu number. John Wick. Awesome source. Two weeks time. Two weeks time. So yeah, so everyone, um, I hope lockdown two in the UK is treating you well. Uh, American listeners, enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'm so jealous you're going to be having pumpkin pie. So if you want to get in touch with us, it's via Instagram. It's Haley underscore watches. We're also on Facebook now. Oh. Yeah, if you want to find us on Facebook, it's just Haley watches. And you can contact us, contact us via email on hayleywatches2020 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Um, if you can give us a review and any ratings, whatever you do on anything you listen to, that would be greatly appreciated. Follows, ratings, reviews. Whole shebang. All that jazz. Would be amazing. And this will be ta-ta for now. Until next time. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.